Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, we know that the hospitality sector faced huge challenges during the pandemic and now that normality has largely returned to the sector, they now face inflation challenges like other sectors. But what does this mean for menu prices and hotel room rates? Delighted to be joined now by Gerardo uh, Lario Rizzo. He's the head of hospitality sector with the Bank of Ireland. Uh, Gerardo, good to talk to you again. How are you? Good, good. Uh, thanks, uh, Bobby. <coughs> really well, thanks. Uh, thanks all. Very good, thanks. Now, I, I, I met an old colleague of mine yesterday and I he, he alarmed me slightly because he showed me a list uh, which was of 47 catering establishments that were either closed or about to close because of many of the factors we're about to talk about. So, firstly, I'd ask you, Geraldo, is, is there a crisis out there in the hospitality sector? Well, I wouldn't think it's actually a crisis. Yes, there is a lot of challenges that are actually facing businesses right now as we actually come out of the, the pandemic and uh, and obviously the war and everything else is actually impacting on trade and on inflation. But the normal process uh, of the business process that would have happened on a yearly basis with the churn of businesses opening and closing was disrupted during COVID and, uh, and over the last six months because of those government supports, the warehousing of tax and all of the other grants that were actually out there. So what we're seeing now is probably a catch up with some closures. But as much as there's those 48 closures that you're talking about. We also see new openings um, just around the corner from here. You see there's a new restaurant from Jamie Oliver. Yeah. I was in, it was in Wexford yesterday and there was a brand new development of hotels and restaurants. And in it's, kind of a, it's kind of a changing of the guard in that, that, that because of what we've been through, some haven't made it. And now there's out of that sadness and I suppose, uh, you know, negative uh, around the closures, we now have this, maybe this opportunity that you know, maybe there's more realistic rents. But like to enter the hospitality business now, and I'm somebody who was in it for a long number of years, I think you'd need to be a very brave person because there's a lot of headwinds against one. Uh, Like there's still consumer demand, but you've got all these challenges around trying to get employees, um, you know, the inflation on food, supply chain stuff. It's not for the faint-hearted. Uh, it isn't for the faint-hearted, but it's never been for the faint-hearted. It's always been a challenging sector and one that demands a lot of dedication. But if you look at all the negative things that are out there, there's actually plenty of positive things that could balance it out. Unemployment is still actually at about 4% and it's been like that for a long period of time. We actually have the government's grant that are going to be coming. The VAT rate remains at 9% despite all the, you know, the, the possible threats of it going up. So, uh, you know, that, that Let's chat about that because I I thought there was a, and I know there was a lot of criticism out there about certain venues, price gouging and all that, but it was mainly around accommodation. So, like, I don't understand why the government didn't look at the possibility of splitting food and accommodation and because uh, it could have been done relatively easily I, I think they thought that there was be, that there'd be this big administrative thing but they're two very different things yeah. and even if you look at a hotel the, you could have had a, a, a VAT rate on accommodation at one level and on food and beverage at another level would you accept that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, it, that could have definitely applied. But I mean, the main point that was being made at the time the decision was, was actually just in the price gouging. And the reality is that the sector wasn't actually given the proper, um, you know, it, that those price increases need to be given context because not only were the prices going up, but they were going up to reflect the investment that has happened in the sector. Over the last 10 years, over 35% of, of the hotels have actually, uh, you know, reclassified in one way or another. There's actually 30, uh, 30 odd percent more rooms in the four star segment. 
So having that better product means that they would have actually rates would have naturally gone up. So and then also increasing uh, the the rates was the fact that everybody was booking last minute. Once the things regularize next year and people start booking three or four months in advance, those rates are going to come down. But the opportunity that you mentioned about that thirteen percent for the sector for food, that, that was actually well voiced by by the likes of Adrian Cummins in the Restaurant Association of Ireland, and uh, and I think yes, that could have been uh, a bit better handled because restaurants are not able to actually yield the prices like hotels are with the room rates and obviously they'll be the ones that are probably at a disadvantage when it comes to that rate. Yeah and I think when it comes to VAT again you know I, I was always taught that the VAT isn't your money so you're only you're only handling this piece of the of the sale on behalf of the government and you you have to pass it on so let's let's talk about another thing I want I want to talk about your views on um on whether direct provision and I suppose the housing of displaced Ukrainian citizens, what impact is that likely to have uh, on the hotel sector? Well, it's, it's, it's had an impact uh, just during periods of heightened demand. Um, I know it was actually mentioned throughout, you know, the summer that there, there was this bit uh, of, of the price gouging happening in Dublin city centre. But the reality is that a lot of the rooms that would have normally been uh, displaced out of the city centre for demand and thus reducing the rate would have been occupied to some extent, like all around the Red Cow, for example, you know, or there's quite a few rooms that would have normally been available. And they're actually, they were having a slight increase during those, like when the Garth Brooks concerts were around. But uh, on a regular basis, they have actually impacted more regional destinations, uh, like if well, you're around Clare. Ultimately, does it not mean that there's less rooms available? Because you've got rooms that are being now offered uh, for Ukrainian citizens and indeed a direct provision. You also have hotels now having to provide accommodation for staff on site because it's the only way they can get them, which means that their, their pool of available rooms is much smaller. Absolutely. But I mean, the demand is actually still not back to the pre-pandemic levels anyway. It's actually around 10% down of what was before. So the capacity that we actually, the capacity restraints that we have right now, that could have been heightened by the, by the Ukrainian refugees or the, the space Ukrainian citizens, sorry, uh, it's actually not as massive of a problem as one would have actually envisaged. It do, it is though creating an opportunity for some uh, some locations um, that where where the demand wasn't back up to those levels to house Ukrainians and therefore you know help them to weather the storm. So to okay. Speak. Finally, Gerardo, let me ask you about your predictions for 2023. Uh, how do you feel the sector is going to is going to perform uh, next year? Well, I've been speaking to a lot of customers in hotels, bars and restaurants. And, and whilst there is actually big challenges, like, like you mentioned, with the, the energy increases going up, you know, you know, two or three hundred percent. I think people are still optimistic about the demand levels that are actually recovering. We know that air capacity, like you were mentioning earlier on, is actually back to about 90 percent of the, the, the 2019 levels. And all of that is actually in heightening the optimism. And all of the forecasts that I'm seeing for the year ahead actually have a slight softening, perhaps, on the profit rate because this year was particularly good. But uh, overall, I, I think it's going to be a good year. All right. Well, as always, thank you for your contribution. Uh, you're somebody who lo- works uh, right across the sector, so you've got good knowledge of it. Gerardo uh, Lario Riso, Head of Hospitality Sector at the Bank of Ireland. As always, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bob. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.